WVOW Local News, now. Eight families filed lawsuits against a Logan Middle School teacher following charges that he sent explicit messages and pictures to students. I'm Aaron Stone. 25-year-old Aaron Grant was arrested back in December. He's been charged with distribution and display to minors of obscene matter. Lawsuits brought by families of alleged victims accused Grant of not just sending obscene photos of himself to students, but also inappropriate messages. Alleged victims are as young as 11 years old. There are eight different lawsuits against Grant and the Logan County Board of Education. Accusations are all similar, stating that Grant began making comments at school about the appearance of students. He then began using Snapchat to send explicit messages and photos. Charleston attorney Ben Salango is representing the families. WVOW Logan. Don't let aches and pains put you on the sidelines. Lingering pain from aging or injuries can impair your ability to move and take the fun out of everyday activities. Let Logan Regional Medical Center get you back in the game. Take a joint pain assessment at loganregionalmedicalcenter.com slash orthopedics to find out how we can help alleviate pain, increase mobility and range of motion, and get you back to living your life to its fullest. Logan Regional Medical Center. Be well, live well, that's why we're here. The second floor of a home in Charleston's west side gave in, fell on a firefighter. Charleston Fire Department said in a statement Sunday, Captain John Hastings is in the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Fire crews responded to the house fire located at 700 block of Crescent Road in Charleston around 10.30 yesterday morning. They arrived to find heavy smoke and fire running throughout the abandoned structure. Fire crews began sweeping through the first floor looking for anyone inside, and while doing so, a large section of the second floor collapsed, landed on the 18-year veteran of the fire department, Captain Hastings. Crew immediately called a mayday intended to the firefighter. He was taken to a local trauma center. Charleston Fire Department says he is alert and in stable condition. No other injuries were reported from the scene of the blaze. Cause of the fire remains under investigation. Man with a hammer was shot by authorities at McDowell County home Friday. According to the West Virginia State Police, the incident began when members of the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the West Virginia State Police Special Response Team were carrying out a search warrant at the home of Jeremy Lester. This was in regards to allegations of possession and distribution of child pornography. Authorities say they entered the home and were allegedly confronted by another man identified as 22-year-old Darius Lester of Big Sandy. According to the state police, Darius Lester was allegedly holding a hammer and allegedly attempted to attack the troopers and the agents before he was shot. Troopers rendered aid to Lester until EMS units arrived. He was taken to the Raleigh General Hospital to be treated for his injuries. Investigation into the shooting remains active. Governor Jim Justice signed several bills in the law this afternoon. First signing at 11 o'clock this morning, the governor signed Senate Bill 490, the Patrol Officer Cassie Marie Johnson Memorial Act. The new law creates a criminal penalty for knowingly or willfully obstructing a first responder and causing their death. Named for Patrol Officer Johnson, killed in the line of duty by Josh Phillips. Phillips has since been found guilty of second-degree murder, sentenced to 40 years in prison. Officer Johnson was responding to a parking complaint when she was shot by Phillips. The governor, in front of an audience of Charleston police officers and Kanawha County Sheriff's deputies, 
said police are necessary and deserve all the respect for being the first line of defense for everyone. The first person we call is you. No matter how bad the situation may be, no matter how dark it is in the backyard or how whatever the situation may be, we call you. And here you come, running to the fire. Governor Justice also signed Senate Bill 294, clarifying the amount of annual salary increases for sheriff's deputies. They will now receive an annual monetary supplement of $5 times each month of service. At noon, Justice signed Senate Bill 237 relating to the Public Employees Retirement System and State Teachers Retirement System. That bill, among other actions, provides a one-time $1,500 bonus payment to current state retirees at least 70 years of age on July 1st with at least 20 years of service and the monthly benefit of less than $1,000. West Virginia State Police say they are investigating an inmate's death over the weekend at South Central Regional Jail in Kanawha County. A spokesman with the state's Division of Corrections said today the inmate was found Sunday morning with an apparent self-inflicted injury. Death is under investigation with the Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation Criminal Division as well as the state police. WCHS reported today that family members identified the inmate as 45-year-old William Samples. Families of inmates who died at Southern Regional Jail in Beaver presented Governor Justice with a petition and nearly a 1,000 signatures calling on the Department of Justice to investigate prisons across the Mountain State. West Virginia Poor People's Campaign and its national co-chair, Bishop William Barber II, hosted a rally on the steps of the West Virginia State Capitol Friday. Bishop Barber said a total of 13 deaths have occurred at Southern Regional Jail just last year alone. As long as West Virginians perish in prison without reason, Pam without accountability, we cannot rest until every family is delivered truth and every departed soul is delivered peace. He added there were approximately 114 deaths in regional jails within the last 10 years alone, averaging a total of one person per month. A majority of West Virginia counties are using technology to accept text messages through the Next Generation 911 program. There are 51 911 centers across the state. Executive Director of the West Virginia E911 Council, Dean Meadows, said 26 of the 51 systems have this 911 text feature. Several counties come on board just within the past year, uh, and it's it's been a big plus. Uh, because it's really going to be a game changer for 911. Meadows said the benefits of texting 911 over trying to call apply to some areas across the state where it's difficult to get a call out, but you can still text. Meadows said if a center decides to apply this next generation upgrade, it wouldn't be too expensive. It's upgrading for the center, but it's affordable. It's not like it's a uh, massive expense for a center. It is affordable upgrade. The state E911 council hired Meadows in October of last year. He was formerly director of the Wyoming County 911. State lawmakers passed a bill earlier this year creating the commission to review next generation 911 and its implementation in West Virginia. The commission is scheduled to give lawmakers a report before the end of the year. And finally, in high school girls basketball, the state tournament finished up Saturday with champions crowned. 
In Class AA, Wyoming East defeated Summers County. Final score 57-41. Class Quad A champions were decided. Morgantown defeated Wheeling Park 54-50. Class AAA North Marion won out over Phillip Barber 88-60. And in Class Single A, Cameron earned the title of state champion by defeating Tucker County 53-46. Boys State Tournament set to begin tomorrow. Chapmanville boys face Ravenswood Wednesday morning. Get local news on demand at WVOWradio.com and on your smart device. This is WVOW Logan. Here's the Coalfields forecast from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. I'm Storm Tracker 13 meteorologist Chris Nolan. We're seeing a very cold start to the work week in the Coalfields of West Virginia. High temperatures for the day will look to be reaching around the low 40s. And overnight tonight, we'll see morning lows around the mid-20s. Looking to see chance for rain showers for the afternoon and evening hours. And once we start looking overnight, that rain will transition into some light snow flurries. Tuesday will be very cold with highs only around the mid-30s. Listen throughout the day or click on tristateupdate.com for more weather information from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. 